everything in life is a practice. And I think so many people want to skip from beginner stage to expert and miss all the awkwardness in between. Mm -hmm. But the awkwardness is where we learn. It's where we get our legs, as they say. And it's where we truly develop the muscle within ourselves and develop a relationship with whatever it is that we're taking on. Welcome to Unleashed. I'm Alexi Panos, a life, love, and business strategist, leadership trainer, entrepreneur, and philanthropist. And you found the place for getting real, no BS, tools, strategies, and inspiration on how to live your fullest potential, unlock your most authentic expression, and create a life and business that you're completely obsessed with. It's time to remove the chains that have been keeping us small, and it's time to live life unleashed. What is up, beautiful family? I'm so excited to bring you this conversation today. It is with a good friend of mine, dear sister by the name of Sigrid Tassis, someone I met a long time ago um, as she came over to my house to interview myself and Preston actually when I was pregnant with Kingston. So it was quite a long time ago. And since then, she's kind of come into our world, done Bridge and Extreme as a student. And now she's one of our coaches and just an amazing coach in her own right and leader in her own right. She is a leadership coach, a medicine woman, an author, humanitarian, creative, um, and just beautiful human. She also hosts the podcast called Sacred Leadership. So check that out. And in this episode, we're going to dive into what sacred leadership is, what depth in leadership is, and how you can really forge your own depth and connection to have a more powerful stand and position in the world, no matter what it is that you want to do. So let's dive on in. I want to talk about the importance of bringing depth to leadership. You know, this is something that you've kind of been in a personal practice for a really long time with, and I know it's something that you're really passionate about bringing out to the world and working with other leaders on. Why is it so important that we have depth and a spiritual connection in our leadership in today's world? That's such a great question, and I feel the reason why it's so important is because nowadays there's a lot of leaders out there. There's a lot of teachers and people that want to teach and want to be in the spotlight and want to have all the followers and all the attention and all the money, but there's not enough people asking, why do I want to lead? Mm -hmm. I'm leading people, great, but where am I leading them? What's the point of me being a leader? So I think there's a lot of misconceptions around what leadership is. And because we have so much access to so much information and with social media nowadays, everyone can be somebody and everyone can be known and everyone can be seen and have a voice. And yet... I find there is not enough people, there are not enough people doing the work to really sit with, I have a voice, what am I going to use it for? Mm -hmm. I have an audience, what do I want to use it for? My influence, my power, how can I benefit the world through using this? So I see a lot of people doing big things and showing, showing up in big ways, and yet when I meet and have conversations and have a deep look at these people's work, a lot of the times I feel like they're lacking direction, they're lacking clarity, they're lacking depth. Mm -hmm. And I don't see this as something that's anybody's fault, but just the reality of the world that we live in today. Sure. I feel like we are growing up following things and chasing things without really having the time to process everything that we consume and Mm -hmm. believe and get to the root of why do I want to do the things that I am doing? Yeah. And 
we live in a world where the priorities seem to be very messed up nowadays. So for me, if we keep on chasing the wrong things, we will end up with a world that doesn't have fresh air anymore, doesn't have clean water, doesn't have uh, safety for our children, doesn't have any of the things that are actually so basic and so necessary. So this is why I'm so passionate about helping world leaders to really get into why do they care about living? What's, What's the reason behind you living? And I feel that once you have that connection first to yourself and then to spirit, God, the universe, call it however you want, a spiritual connection to the reality and the importance, the truth, the depth to your why, then you can lead a lot more powerfully because you're no longer chasing something by coming from such a grounded space. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is a depth of intention with ourselves, with our work, with our mission, and also in integration, right? Definitely. Like integrating our own work into our own lives. I think a lot of us are kind of consuming and then regurgitating, consuming and then regurgitating. (laughs) And the integration piece is really important. So I'd love for you to highlight, because you're all about integration and you go deep into the medicine world as well, Mm -hmm. which I know a lot of my listeners are deeply curious about and some have taken that on within themselves. How has the medicine work that you've done really influenced your own depth and your own intention and your own integration? Mm -hmm. Well, it has in endless ways, but one of the things that I've realized over and over is that plant medicine supports you in having um, direct embodied experience of a lesson. Yeah. Something that no matter how many times you read in a book, how many times someone tells you, until you go through it, yeah. you can't really get it. Yeah. And so many times, even my plumbers and teachers have taught me lessons or said things over and over and over to me. But yet, until I have gone through that one thing in a journey, in a, in a ceremony or whatever that might be, I haven't really got the lesson. Yeah. So I feel like, again, there's so much information out there. We can learn so much. But if we stop at an intellectual level, there's not actually learning. Yeah. And to me, the integration and the embodiment of the lesson is what shows that we've actually learned something. For sure. Because we can repeat the lingo and you know, we can learn and the we words. We can sound really smart. Exactly, <laughs> definitely. But wisdom, I was listening to this book on leadership. I've, I literally forgot the, the name of the book and the name of the author because I was just having a little sneak peek on um, Audible, but it was talking about leadership and how the lessons that we learn are really shown through the way in which we embody them. And there's so many people talking about the lesson, so many people talking about wisdom, but wisdom is something that we receive instead of something that we get, something that we create, it's something that we receive through life's experiences. And this is something that plant medicine has showed me over and over again. Also, the depth and the layers of a lesson. Mm. So many times I get out of a ceremony and I'm like, wow, I just learned this thing and I got this thing and this is epic. (laughs) And literally six, eight, 10, 12 months later, I'm like, wow. And it's landing on a deeper level. Really landing, exactly. So to every lesson I see, there's also many, many different layers and that's why integration is so important. Yeah. And obviously, like, our inner world is a reflection of our, our, our outer world and 
our our world is a reflection of our inner world. So when we really get to integrate those lessons within, it does reflect in every single area of our lives, Mm -hmm. being business, leadership, relationships. So I think it's definitely very important to make time to to create that space for integration, whether it's something huge, as plant medicine may be, or it's something little, as having a conversation with your partner or reading a book. Right, or journaling or meditating. Definitely. Yeah, that's huge. So I know plant medicine is a big part of your journey and your work, and and I've dabbled in it as well. Um, Actually, let me not say that because I haven't dabbled. I think dabbling is like kind of taking it from the surface point of view and saying, oh, let me just try this. I've done plant medicine with deep intention and I've mm-hmm. treated it like a ceremony and I've integrated the lessons into my mm-hmm. life and it has radically transformed my life. So it is not dabbling, it is deeply intentional. Yeah. However, for somebody that is curious about it or maybe feeling the call, I'm always really cautious and sharing with them the importance of treating it like a ceremony, of treating Definitely. it like with deep reverence because this is not just something contrary to what the trends in social media and Mm -hmm. the spiritual conscious communities may tell us this is not just a trend this is not just a get woke quick kind of thing (laughs) (laughs) and it's work you know I think a lot of people have this misconception that plant medicine is this beautiful healing enlightening thing which it can be but it can also be really hard and really challenging because often we're faced with the shadow parts of ourselves. So what would you say to somebody that is curious about entering that world because they want to get that deep breakthrough and maybe the surface level personal development hasn't hit it yet Mm -hmm. and they're looking for something a little more um, real and really a deeper communion with spirit and earth? Mm -hmm. I'd say a couple of things. First of all, my experiences with plant medicine have been by far the most beautiful, deep, transformative, expensive um, experiences ever. And yet, there's got to be a very deep level of commitment to taking ownership for the experience. And this is where I think a lot of people have um, what they may call bad trips or bad integration or... um, any experience that may don't serve them as much as they thought it could. And it's because a lot of people are just looking for the pink pill. Yeah. They just want the quick fix, right? Yeah. And you just give me all the answers. Exactly. So yeah. I'm just going to go sit in ceremony, drink this tea, and yeah. then be enlightened. Yeah. And it's not how it works. I've seen people that have sat in ceremonies hundreds of times, yeah. and they're still showing up in a way that yeah. is completely out of integrity. 100%, same. So... Just also demystifying that idea that if you sit in ceremony, then you're super woke and super in integrity and right. super, you know, and knowing that the way the way I see it anyway, it's ceremony, it's a workshop for life. Mm-hmm. You do learn the tools. You do get to see parts of yourself that you may don't see any anywhere else or in any other way. And yet... The work is for you to integrate those afterwards. So the way in which you walk the path, you walk your talk, you show up every single day. Not just when you're on social media, not just when you publish the book, not just when you do the program, but also how you speak to the waitress. Also how you decide to pick up or not pick up the piece of rubbish that you see on the street. Just like these little things are what make the, the healing and the transformation. So if you're thinking of doing plant medicine and the intention behind it is just to be fixed or to be right. healed, right. then that's probably not going to work for you. Right. And if you do have the intention and the commitment, if you're willing and ready to take ownership for whatever comes through yeah. and really go 
with it and work through it after a ceremony, then this could be the thing that transforms your life forever. Yeah. Definitely. See, and it's so interesting. As you're saying that, I'm literally hearing like, oh, it's just like marriage, right? Like people think like marriage is going to fix everything. Once we get married, then we'll be perfect. Then we won't have to worry about anything. But literally marriage is like the, it's the starting point. It's like the <laughs> trigger, right? Every single day after the marriage is when you actually are in marriage, when you're in communion with, yes. right? And it's the same thing with plant medicine, or it's the same thing with a workshop or a course. It's like, yes, you sign up for it, and yes, it's going to trigger some things, and it's going to bring up some things, and it's going to take you on its own journey. But after that, day by day by day, moment by moment by moment, is when the relationship is made, is when the enlightenment happens, is when the personal development occurs because you actually are in the practice of. And I think that's what a lot of people miss nowadays because we're in this like get rich quick, get fixed quick Mm -hmm. society. Like here's a top 10 list on how to fix your life and self-love. It's like, it's a little more complicated than that. It's like, it's not just this like overnight thing. It's a practice. And I think the element of practice and ritual and being in mastery in that way, you know, I call practice mastery. Exactly. Being in that mastery, it's like, it's not a cool concept these days because everyone wants it now. They wanted it yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, and they're not, they don't necessarily want to do the work for it. They want the body, but they want the diet to get it. You know, they don't want to have a lifestyle where they eat clean and treat their body with respect. And, you know, and I think that's the same way we have to treat developing the person, you know, personal development, emergent wisdom, as I like to call it. It is a practice and plant medicine should be treated with that same reverence. It is kind of an initiator, it's a gateway for us to see deeper into our own psyche, into our own spirit, and to have that communion with something bigger, but it is just a gateway. Exactly. And what you choose to do with that gateway is up to you, and I think that's huge, because a lot of people use, in my experience, will use plant medicine as the answer. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I have all these questions with my life, I have to sit in ceremony. And it's like, well, no, the actual work was for you to trust yourself, Mm -hmm. right? And like... The plant can give you access to what that looks like and maybe how to get there. But the work is, can you do that on your own? Exactly. Right. Exactly. And it's so, I love that you say that because it's so important to understand also that there is that level of uh, commitment that needs to happen on a daily basis. Yes. And that's something that a lot of people miss. They'll just go to sit on a ceremony on a weekly, monthly, whatever, quarterly basis. But then they do not have a practice of, Conscious breathing. Right. They don't have a practice of meditation. They don't have a practice of journaling. They don't have a practice of honest conversation. So that's not going to do the work. Yeah. If you really want to get clean and you want to heal, like, yes, plant medicine will show you where the car wash is and you can yeah. go and get washed, but it's not going to take you to the car wash and wash you and no. do the whole thing for you, right? And you so, got to continue to wash the car because exactly, the car is going to get dirty. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So it's really understanding also that there's not a place to get to. And I think... It brings a lot of humility when we can integrate this lesson. There's no such thing as I'll do X X amount of ceremonies and then I'll be walking off and then I can walk through life being enlightened and teaching everyone, right? (laughs) It's like, well, there is a thing that's called life. We're having a human experience and we'll go through it and we will keep on seeing shit that we didn't know about ourselves. Challenges will come. Things we'll have to face. And if we're not committed to that ever going practice, then we're never going to get the point. Totally. And that's what I love so much is like, 
And that's why, you know, we've got a relationship kind of that started through working together in some ways and, and kind of being in the same space and interviewing. Like you came to our house actually when I was pregnant with Kingston yeah. um, when we first met you and you interviewed us for an interview series you were doing. And then we came out to Australia and it's you did Bridge and Extreme and then now we've just worked together in so many different facets, which has been really cool. But what I love most about... I'll call it your work, but it's also how you show up in the world because I believe it's synergistic. I mm -hmm. believe it's the same thing. Is that there is this level of humility with also a level of ownership. Mm -hmm. And we were actually just talking about this offline before we had this interview. Kind of something you're being with right now that I've also been with and continue to be with in my life is the fine line between humility mm -hmm. and walking this path of like, I'm just a human in this vessel taking direction from something bigger than myself, figuring it out along the way, while also cultivating a sense of ownership of this person that we are in this lifetime. Yes. So tell me a little bit about that struggle and kind of what you're noticing or what you've noticed in the past yes, couple weeks. Definitely. Well, it's something that I've been with most of my life, but as I was sharing with you earlier, it's interesting to see how there's this story going on in the background of my mind yeah. saying, don't shine too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that may feel others feel less of or insecure, all of that, right? And I think what I'm getting to terms of peace with is the fact that I am just a child of the universe, God, spirit, however, as much as you are and yeah. everybody else is, right? And... My job and my duty is to really shine as I am yeah. because that's my service. Yeah. That's what yeah. I am here to do. That's what I'm here to bring. And yet, in that experience, if I keep on seeing it, not as something that I can take full credit for, yeah. I think that's what kills me um, humble. So the way I say it is, yes, take ownership for it because it's your experience and you get to really own your life. Yeah. And yet recognize that you can't take credit for it yes. because you're a product of spirit working yes. through you. You're a product of all your teachers, everyone that you learn from, how your parents raised you, every single person that yeah. you've come and had an interaction with. So I think that the lack of humility comes when someone wants to take credit yeah. for it. It's like, well, it's not your credit. Like, yes, you're showing up, you're doing the work, but there's so many other factors sure. that support it in you being the light that you are, right? Yeah. Yeah. So where we can have that symbiosis between ownership and yet knowing that there's so many factors that play yes. for us to be in this position, then we can have that humility yeah. of always knowing that there's... It's not about me because yeah. I could literally die tomorrow and life will keep lifing. For sure. Like the world will go on. So sure. I'm not that important. Yeah. I'm not that big. And yet, what a beautiful opportunity that I'm alive and that I get to play my part yes. in the world, right? So it's that kind of, I notice that there is so many times where I want to shine a little less yeah. so I don't make others feel uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, that's my own discomfort yeah and the more I dive into feeling comfortable with myself with everything that I am the yeah. more I can show up with compassion and love and humility again yeah. to that experience and I feel like as we were saying before people can really feel that yeah when you're showing up with humility rather yeah. than look at me I'm so right. freaking awesome right that can be felt it sure can it sure can I think it's it's almost rampant as a disease in our culture mm -hmm. right now is this look at me look at me I'm worthy I belong <laughs> yes. see see and I think it, it's a product, unfortunately, of a lack of worthiness and a lack of truly feeling a sense of belonging within ourselves. What do you think 
is behind, especially in the leadership category, right? Because you and I both work with leaders. We work with a lot of coaches and people on quote unquote bigger stages, not physical stages, but you know, the, the stages of life where they have a platform, they have a voice, they have influence. What do you think is in the way of most people having a cleaner influence in the world and having a sense of like that true, that dance between humility and ownership? What is in the way of that for most people? Mm, I think there's two big factors. First of all, self-love. Mm -hmm. I see a very deep lack of self-love in a lot of people wanting to be the biggest and yes. be in the spotlight and all of that. So I think, as you said, it's unworthiness yeah. related. And when we work on really getting to love ourselves to the point where I am already enough, yeah. I already have enough, I already am loved enough, I have enough attention, I'm <laughs> affirmed enough, then I no longer need to go in the, out in the world and try to get that through my work, yeah. but rather I can really tap into why I want to do the work I want to do, yeah. regardless of my wounded ego or beyond my wounded ego, right? So I see... A lot of people wanting to do big things have a very mm, small feeling of yeah. self or yeah. small um, identify as being very small within, right? Yeah. So the first thing that gets in the way is that feeling of unworthiness. Yeah. And as soon as we work on really loving ourselves beyond all these labels, yeah. we can then show up yeah. because it's like, it's done. I'm yeah. alive. I don't like, need that. I don't need any of that. I'm yeah. alive. I'm healthy. I'm, I'm loved by my family. Um, if I already validated myself before I leave home, yeah. I don't need to go out in the world and try to get that validation. Sure. So that's definitely one. And the other thing I think is uh, lack of spiritual connection. Yeah. This is why I'm so passionate about bridging these worlds because I see that... As long as we are operating from a space of me, yeah. me, the ego, the limited mind, yeah. we won't be able to see the bigger picture. And our leadership will continuously be limited because yeah. it's coming from a space of what I need, what I want, what I want to be seen as, what I think, what I, 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 I me, me, yeah. me, me, little yeah. me. And I see that as like the little me, the little ego, is, mm -hmm. it's very small. Yeah, it's very limited. It's very limited. Very much Once so. we tap into infinite potential, then we can, our leadership expands and becomes yeah. way more powerful yes. because we're no longer operating from a space of what my wounded ego needs, what my little girl or my little boy needs yeah. to believe or think to feel good, but rather seeing it from a perspective of collectively, since I am already loved and enough and all of that, how can I serve the world? Yeah. How can I give of myself? I have one life. I'm alive. I'm healthy. How can I give of myself to support humanity in whatever way it's needed? Yeah. And then from this space, we can reach such a higher potential, yeah. such a... Um, we can expand our container so much more because we're looking into what does the world need as community, we together, yeah. as opposed to what do I need. Right. So I think moving from that space of the wounded self, the ego, the limited space yeah. into the infinite potential of us, collective community, it's a lot more powerful. And then it's where collaboration and support and all of that starts as well. And we, we grow like that. Yeah, and it's so much more empowering too to have this belief like, yes, I'm human in this life and I'm totally 3D. I can feel <laughs> yeah. myself. I'm having a human experience. I have human emotions. I have human doubts and shame and guilt and all For the sure. things. But I'm also part spirit and I'm also part ineffability you know this mm -hmm. thing that doesn't have words that doesn't have concept around it yet and that is unlimited that is stardust that is 
all things and no thing all at once. And to me, that's given me so much power in my moments of my human doubt, in my yes. moments of human suffering, my moments of human shame and guilt, to know that I'm so much more than just this 3D body. Mm -hmm. It gives me hope. It gives me this yeah. feeling of, yes, honor all of that because it's important. Definitely. And you are also so much more. Mm -hmm. So how do you combine the two? And again, this integration piece and intentionality piece, how do you combine the two and really say, okay, yes, the human part is suffering, but you are beyond suffering. Yes. You know, and knowing that you are beyond all of it because you are connected to all of it, you are all of it, how do you then want to support the human suffering that you and maybe billions of other people might be experiencing? Exactly. So this is where that deep why comes in and that deep mission comes in, which I think is so important for us. Definitely. And I love that you speak about the combination because that's definitely it. We can't just, when we are just in the human experience, we are constantly limited. Yeah. Therefore, our leadership is limited. Yes. When we are just in the spiritual experience, we tend to spiritual bypass to be very ungrounded. Yeah. And there's a lot of tools and clarity and direction and empathy that yes. we require in order to show up as powerful leaders. Yeah. I see a lot of people also showing up as, we are all one. This is just, you are beyond this, your spirit. It's like, yes, but... And. And <laughs> I just went through a breakup or someone right. just died or right. I'm struggling with this. And I... I deserve to go through the experience so I think it's a yeah. combination of both that gives us the power to show up in this way within our leadership yeah definitely. I think that's huge and I think this is in my opinion something that I'm going to be working on for a lifetime is like integrating those two but something I'm really passionate about supporting others and getting is that you know there are tools like you said for the human experience and there's so many powerful tools yes And there's ways that we can be very grounded and here and connected with one another, which is so deeply meaningful. And there are also tools for accessing this kind of higher self or idea of oneness. And it doesn't have to be religion, you know, which at one point for me, that felt like the only option and it didn't resonate for me. I was same. like, well, I'm not really religious, <laughs> so I'll be an atheist, yeah, <laughs> you know. And then I obviously came through that journey and found my connection. But I really think that people who are feeling this call for something deeper especially in a world that has so much suffering and so much work needed for our environment for our politics for our people there's just so much how does somebody start to access a spiritual practice or a relationship with spirit when maybe they've been rubbed the wrong way by it or they've been turned off by it or they're like, God's not my jam. Like, mm -hmm. what would you say for someone who's like, yes, I know there's got to be more, but I don't like the current paths available for me? Yes. Well, one of the ways in which I started to access that was through meditation and yoga, which helped me a lot. And this is why I love that there is so much of it right now going yeah. on, because I think it really helps people tap into that sense of there's something else. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It might just be a breath, yeah. but there We're is okay something else. Exactly. Yeah. And tap into our bodies, because intuitively we have so much wisdom that lives all the time within our bodies. And when we start, whether it's through exercising, in this case, yoga, I think it's amazing for it, meditation, conscious breathing, when we start to do and use little tools to help us tap into 
our bodies, we can more easily hear that knock that goes, hey, this is right. Yeah. And then our soul will guide us, whatever it's needed. So for me, it was plant medicine. For other people, it will be a religion. For other people, is a festival. Like, I just came back from Burning Man, and I know that for a lot of people, it will be the thing that helps them connect to something yeah. else. For other people, are psychedelics, whatever yeah. that is for you. Um, if you can trust that feeling, that gut feeling that tells you that that works as a compass yeah. and tells you where to go, you'll be forever guided. Because in my experience, I'll say spirit, but for whoever listening that doesn't have a relationship with spirit or God, you can call it the universe, life, you can call it your higher self, you can call it your intuition, whatever that might be. But there's always this compass within our guts that tells us where to go, what to do, where not and we can't listen to that until we tap into our bodies mm. because our minds are so busy. Yes. We are yes. constantly yes. consuming information, constantly in the radio, even just driving. You're yes. seeing so many ads, so, so many, many things. And so it's so important that we do make this space not to learn more tools, yeah. not to read more books, yes. not to listen to more podcasts, but actually to decompress, to be in silence, to get out of our minds. So a lot of people think, what's a book? What's a podcast? What is the movie? What's a documentary? And I'm like, you just sit in silence. Yeah, just Literally, stop. Literally, stop. Just stop. Stop. <laughs> because it's inherently in you. Yeah. But you can't find that yeah. while there's so much noise yes. around you. So my invitation and the first tool that I invite everyone to do is literally just sit and breathe. Yeah. Whether you do that through yoga or a guided meditation or yoga nidra, whatever that might be, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But just make sure that you do make time to have nothing yeah. coming at you so that the ideas that are no longer serving you, the thoughts that are no longer serving you, can actually leave yeah. space for that voice to be heard. Mm. So I think it's super important. Yes. I love that. I think that is, like, hands down the best advice. People always say, especially people who don't have a spiritual practice, it's like, I just don't have time. I don't have time. Like, I'm so busy. I've got kids. I've got work. I've done all the things. I'm like, I get that. But even in the shower, like, think about, like, I know for me, showers, and we were just talking about this, showers are, like, prolific times for me. Mm -hmm. Airplane rides, prolific. Why? Because there's no noise. My phone's not going off every five seconds. Nobody needs me right now. I'm literally, like, in this place, whether it's a shower or an airplane seat, for however long I am, with nothing to do but to listen. Listen to my thoughts, listen to my breath, feel the water on my skin, just be present. And I think people don't really get the value of that, number one. And I didn't at first, full transparency. Like, I was like, oh, it's a waste of time. Like, I can be doing so much with my time. Like, why would I be doing that? But now it is such an integral part of who I am. And if I don't have that, I almost feel like I'm, like, going crazy a little bit because I need that space for myself. So I invite people to do the same thing, but even just for five minutes. Yes. Like, it's unreal what five minutes can do. And I also remind them that the first couple weeks may feel a little awkward. Mm -hmm. Your mind may be racing a million miles an hour of all the to-do lists and the things and the breakup and I'm hungry and all the stuff, but it's a practice. And again, going back to this idea of full circle of this conversation, everything in life is a practice. And I think so many people want to skip from beginner stage to expert. 
yeah. and miss all the awkwardness in between. Mm-hmm. But the awkwardness is where we learn. It's where we get our legs, as they say, and it's where we truly develop the muscle within ourselves and develop a relationship with whatever it is that we're taking on. So I just, I love that piece of advice. I think that's so powerful. Um, So final thoughts, you know, we started this conversation with depth and leadership. What would you say is critical or the most important thing for anybody who's truly wanting to step deeper into their leadership to unleash and unlock that leadership within but wants to have that level of depth and wants to truly integrate with intention, what would you say to them in this moment? The first thing is connect to your why. Mm. Why do you want to lead? First, that to me is the deeper thing we can touch base on when we are stepping into leadership. It's the why. And when you're truly connected to your why, that will help you break through any challenges. That will help you show up even when you don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. Even when the mind's going like, but you could fail, don't go there, it's not safe, you don't know, it's like not known territory. So connecting to the why is what makes us unstoppable. Yeah. And I really believe that no matter how much work you do on learning all the strategies and hanging around all the big people <laughs> and being seen by everyone, if you don't have a deep why, then eventually all of it will disappear, will dissipate because there's not a deep connection to the leadership. So leadership is not about being seen and having the followers and having money and all of that. That's awesome. But if you don't have that connection to your why, like a true, true why, then there's no leadership to start with. You can't lead people if you don't know where you're leading them to. So my advice is to always first connect with that. And if you, if you don't know yet, if there's a part of you that being completely honest with yourself, you know, would say, I just want to be seen. Yeah. I just want to be thought of as good enough. I yeah. just want, then go and do the work. Yeah. Go and do the work on yourself. It doesn't mean that you need to stop your business or like right. read or anything like that, but be real, be honest with yourself. Yeah. Because a lot of people know these things deep down, but they're not willing, as you say, to go through the discomfort and to go through the process. So it doesn't need to be a breaking up from everything that you've been creating and everything that you've been embodying, yet there is a need for a very honest conversation that needs to happen within yourself. And if there are things that you still get to heal within yourself, that we all have them, we all get to, then work on that so that that part of you already feels worthy, that yeah. part of you feels already enough, and then you can move into what is needed from me. Yeah. What can I do to serve humanity? What excites yeah. me? What breaks my heart to yeah. see? Yeah. Why do I care so much? Like, yes, make millions, make billions, but why? Yeah. Why do you want the money? What, why what do, do you want, want to do the... with it? Exactly. Right. Because when you have that connection to the why, not only your power and your ability to move forward regardless any dragons and fires yeah. and like falling buildings and whatever happens in the way because it will happen. It will. You also have this magnetic energy mm-hmm. that people will feel because yeah. everyone wants to jump on board when they see you're on a mission. Yeah. Last night I was on an Uber and the driver was talking about what he was doing and his life and then he asked, what do you do? And I explained and he was like, wow, I'm a little bit jealous. You don't have a job, you're on a mission. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, I'm on a mission. That's awesome. So that's that connection to what's your mission? Connect yeah. to your mission and then you literally be unstoppable. It doesn't mean that it will always be easy. It doesn't mean that you will be killing it all the time. <laughs> but not. it will make it possible for you to show up as the most powerful leader you can show up as. Mm-hmm. And in your life, it will also bring that sense of 
inner peace because if you know you're showing up in integrity and honesty if you're someone you can feel proud of that you like yeah. at the end of the day you will be going to sleep every night with yourself so you do want to go to sleep with someone that you like yeah. and it makes a huge difference to yeah. really connect to that sense of why am I doing the things I'm doing mm, I love that and I think that's such a great way to complete this conversation is you know have a powerful meaning behind everything you do and also, don't let that stop you. You know, I think a lot of people say, oh, well, I want to do this thing, but I'm not ready yet. And then mm -hmm. they use that as their excuse to kind of sit on the sidelines of their life. Well, I still have work to do. I'm, I still have unworthiness conversations. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, we yeah. all do. Yeah. <laughs> like, but the, the difference is, is that some of us are in the work, having those the conversations going, okay, I still get to work on this. I still get, ooh, look at this new thing. You know, they say new levels, new devils. As yeah. soon as you elevate to the next level, you're like, ooh, now all this new stuff that I didn't know I had is showing up. So really hear this for anyone listening that it is always a practice. There will always be things. As long as you're human, there will always be things for us to work on. 100%. But you get to be authentic and transparent with yourself and know that you will never arrive and yet you have arrived, right? Mm -hmm. It's the beautiful paradox and juxtaposition of this life that we have chosen. So get out there, get clear on your mission, get clear on your why, and also get clear on your work and mm -hmm. do the deep integration and the deep listening so that you can live with intention, humility, and ownership. Definitely. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I hope you got some juicy little nuggets that you can apply into your life to really put into practice. Because again, leadership is not about what you know. It's not about how much you can spit off the top of your head about this distinction and this tool and this mindset hack. Leadership is truly about how are you living and leading your life? And is it inspiring others and calling others forward just by your way of being? So take something that you've heard in this episode and apply it, put it into practice and work on it until you feel like you have lived it to some extent, because that's truly the work of mastery. And of course, thank you as always for taking the time out of your beautiful day to listen to this podcast to hopefully gain some inspiration and some knowledge that can hopefully become wisdom in your world. And if you haven't had an opportunity yet, be sure to take a minute and subscribe. Make sure you rate and review this podcast as it exponentially helps this get out to more people. It truly does. It's such a small thing. It takes a couple minutes, but it really makes a difference to get this free content out to as many people as possible, which is my mission in the world. And of course, there is a nice, beautiful little goodie for you on the other side. If you do, uh, make sure you screenshot your rating and your review. Email it over to podcast at alexipanos.com and someone on my team will send back an awesome little freebie bundle that's got some killer freebies for both your business and your life. So make sure you check that out. And check out the show notes to be sure you follow Sigrid online and see what she's up to. And I cannot wait to see you on next week's episode.